I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom. Like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Hello and welcome back to Loose Lips with me, Sophie Brown. And me, Robin Richford. How you doing? This is, of course, each week where we jump in to a new topic that is affecting us in our late 20s, early 30s, well, we're trying to figure life out. Also, we have some interesting dilemmas that we get stuck into as well. Yes, we do. We love those episodes. So please keep sending in your stories, dilemmas. We break them down. We talk about them. We discuss. We debate. <laughs> we give you some advice. So please keep sending them in uh, to at the Loose Loops podcast. I enjoyed the way you did that there. So if it was a full TED talk kind of... <laughs> We dissect, we debate, me and Robin, live at 10 p.m. <laughs> I <would> like that. <laughs> <laughs> How are you, babe? Wow, did you hear my voice? Oh. oh. Do you know that's still Hosky from the weekend? How atrocious is that? Well, what have you been up to? What have I not been up to? I honestly don't know what, how that happens. Do you know, it was one of them weekends that, you know, when you're like, to be fair, I did have my friend's 30th birthday. Oh my gosh, side note, it was a 90s theme, so. Oh, I saw the pictures, actually. That looked fun. I mean, did I look like I was 10, though? Yes. That's <laughs> always so like, yes, yeah, you did. I, I mean, I thought that was the theme. Yeah. And you go, I feel like if you put, like, didn't you have, like, the sort of bunchy things in your hair? And then you had, like... So, yeah, I did. I, so, it was a 90s theme, and I didn't really think, I was like, oh yeah, we're 90s babies, yeah. Then I realised we were literally babies in the 90s. So yeah. we, didn't, we didn't really actually live through the 90s, not proper. And so because of that, I everything I thought that was 90s was actually 2000s. It's all, so we're, we're noughties babies, really, yeah. Do you know what I mean? So like when I was looking for stuff to wear, I was really like, had in my head, like, you, do you remember those big... Um, like they were kind of like cargo pants, but they were like big wide leg ones and had like streamers hanging off the side. Okay, yes, yeah. Octopus yeah. trousers, is that what they were called? What did you say? Octopus trousers, no? Whoa, I've never heard of <laughs> parachute trousers. Oh yeah, that's probably what yeah, that's probably what the posh people called them. Every <laughs> I I mean I never wore them. So it's funny that you say that actually, because one of my friends did a, an ad for a brand recently and it was naughty themed. And he filmed it here in the flat. We all got involved. It was supposed to be like pre-drinks party. And we were like racking our brains because we were like, naughty, naughties is hard. We were like thinking of everything 90s rather than naughty. Oh, you were the opposite. Yeah. Okay. No, I was really, I really like had it in my mind. I was going to do like a blow up backpack. I was going to do the whole lot. But that's naughties. Uh, see, yeah, we were thinking, I mean, we were, we were on like clueless vibes and like. Oh, cute. That's 90s. Yeah. 90s, isn't it? 
Yeah, that is 90s yeah. because I did think that. I did nearly go down the clueless route and total transparency. I tried my dress on and thought, wow, that fitted me a while ago, didn't it? <laughs> yeah. It was one of them and I was just like, well, uh, that's not happening. <laughs> so let's not do that. So I didn't do that. So I then was like, how do I do 90s? So then I wore this like tie-dye dress that I got from Club London, which I loved and had never had a chance to wear it yet. So I was like, yeah, I'm going to wear that. Um, but then when I got there, she had like loads of little chokers and like little butterfly clips. And it oh, was that's... Yeah, now you're reminding me of everything. So he bought like um, a flip phone and stuff. So we had that. Fun. Yeah. Because that was a that was a real classic, wasn't it? And being able to hang up on people and just flip the phone down, that was great. So dramatic. I always thought I was, um, what is her name out of Clueless? The blonde girl. Oh, 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 yeah, I love her. I can't remember. Oh, what's her name? I just wanted her wardrobe so bad and her flip phone. Oh, my gosh. And when she used to just, like, hang up, and she's like, we're done here. Amazing. I know. She was such a boss, though. But she was so, she was just, like, perfect. She was, like, Little Miss Perfect. Yeah, she was Little Miss Perfect, wasn't she? She was, like, part of Clueless. Anyway, so that was me at my ninth party. So that's what I did. I went to that. But, I, but apart from that, I thought I was going to have a really quiet weekend. But Friday night turned into, like, like singing karaoke till 2 a.m., you know, one of them. Oh, what what for the 90s one? Basically, we'd um, gone out with a couple of friends. We'd gone to like a pizza event, which was quite fun. Yeah. And then we went to uh, Crazy Golf, Swingers, it's called. Oh, yeah. No, I've heard. Yeah. yeah. If you haven't heard of Swingers, it re- very much is just Crazy Golf before that ends up in the Daily Mail. <laughs> <laughs> I went with someone and it was closed, actually. So I was supposed to go, but. Uh-huh. It's very American. It smells like Vegas inside. If you've been to Vegas, oh, does it? Yeah, they pump the air conditioning with that stuff. At, do you know they pump that stuff uh, in Vegas to keep you awake? I didn't know that. So at one of my old workplaces, right, there were these guys that came in. They were like maintenance guy, whatever, and they were like doing it above my desk. Um, and I was like, oh, what are you doing? And they were like, oh, we're refilling the air freshener. And he was like, do you want this? Because otherwise we're just going to chuck it out and it's like a bit left and it's really expensive. And I was like, it can't be that expensive. He's like, no, this is like a custom blend of like certain smells to like, it literally was, it was like, it is It is a bit, I don't want to say brainwashy. Um, yeah. In other words, <laughs> is it morally wrong? I don't really know. I, I mean, it doesn't feel right to be like essentially putting something into someone's body via the air in the room in order to keep them awake no is it just me that thinks that's mental I guess I guess if it's more just like certain smells are more like lively and stuff you know like you can have like more sleepy smells uh okay fair fair this was like very expensive custom blend like not many places have it and like it's a very like you wouldn't normally see that just like in a normal office space like it was very much part of the uh yeah, part of the plan. it was part of the strategy, was it? HR had got on board. Part of the strategy, but uh, part of the strategy. It is mental. The Vegas one has such a distinctive smell because it's in every single casino. Yeah. And so it, and I didn't know this because basically I used to go to Vegas for work, and so I'd be like, obviously the jet lag as well. I'd be up and at them at like five a.m. And we were like staying in the Venetian, which is like a big casino hotel thing there, and. um one year and then the other year we stayed in like the one across the road and it was the exact same thing and because I thought it would just you know sometimes when like the feng shui is a bit different and you're like oh I'm not really sleeping and apparently it's not it's because my lungs were pumped full of this stuff interesting and yeah they've got no clocks in casinos no 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 windows 
no one knows it's it's so it's very interesting like to be fair i do find a lot of that interesting you know like in supermarkets that's that's like the strategy behind where stuff is put in supermarkets and like at the end of the aisles and the set it's it's mad like it's It's fascinating isn't it i think it is fascinating like all consumer kind of like intelligence like that it is crazy but we are literally like brainwashed every day into buying certain things looking at certain things it's mad well on that positive note That isn't our topic for today. However, maybe it should be. I'm going to jot that one down. Yeah, jot that one down, Soph. I feel like we could really go for it with that one. I think we should. Maybe we should get a specialist, genuinely. No, genuinely. I want to know human behaviours. Yeah, like human psychology around decision-making when it comes to the workplace. That's really fascinating. Very. Very. On the workplace. Yeah, we're chatting about work today. We actually are. But it's more passion versus work, which is a really interesting conversation, actually, because I do feel like, especially when you get a little bit older, I think everybody has these moments where they're like, oh my gosh, am I doing the thing that I want to do? Like, I don't feel that I am. Like, I feel like that happens to so many people and it's such a difficult decision as to like, what do you even pursue? Yeah, and I also think your opinion changes as you go through. So like... I was the opposite. I did the opposite. I followed my passion early. Mm. And then I, so I went into like performing arts, for instance, instead of going to uni, which I was very much capable, you know, like I've got like, how many A-levels have I got? Like eight, seven, something like that. And like A's and B's, you know, like I was smart enough, but it, so it was very much a decision. And the reason I say that is because I think sometimes people pursue certain things not based on an actual active decision but because of the opportunities that have presented themselves and where they're at in terms of their grades and all of those things you know I mean it's very rare that you get the chance I guess to fully choose and I think that even if we think we're choosing sometimes we're not we're just looking at what's in front of us really aren't we yeah I mean I I think I I was a bit of a victim of that I definitely just chose what was in front of me when I was like in sick form 100% which is why I ended up dropping out of uni so mm-hmm. I actually think I commend you for making a decision based on your passion because I don't think I really, and I could have armed myself, I guess, with more information, but a lot of that was to do with sick form and the kind of way that they wanted us to go. It was like, oh, well, you know, write your personal statement or we're not going to help you with anything. Like you, you Absolutely, yeah. yeah. Yeah, no, you're right. And I think as well, I, I mean, I don't even think it's like just the education system that's to blame to be honest I think it is like it's a whole society thing you know what I mean but I do also think that what I don't think people talk about often enough is does whatever it is you want for a living give you the finance that you need for whatever it is you look at your life to be and I think that's so important like they don't do that why don't they do that yeah that's such a good point because some people are so set on doing certain things, but then I don't think, because how are you supposed to know at that age? Like, how are you supposed to know? Like, I just feel like there's so many better things that you can be taught when, you, when you're that kind of like malleable and like you take mm-hmm. that much in. Like, I remember, like, I wanted to know these types of things. Like, I wanted to like, you know, pursue a career and things like that. And if someone had told me the right things then, then it could have been very different. Yeah, it's really interesting. But I also do think as well, there's this weird thing at the minute. There's been a shift, I think, between uh, probably our parents' generation of you work to earn the money to live the life that you want to live. And if you happen to like it, brilliant. It's a bonus. 
And then they came to us where we're kind of in this weird middle ground where they've gone, you can be anything you want to be in the world. And this is like actually scientific. They actually have said that the, that we are the generation, the first generation that have kind of been told that we can be anything that we want. Yeah. And then you've got the next generation coming up, like Gen Z, that are coming up and all they're interested in is what they're passionate about and actually not that interested in the financial, what that looks like. And I think that is just as dangerous because I think you get to a point in your life where your friends are having babies, they're getting married, they're buying the houses and they're doing the things that you would love to do. And then suddenly you're like, yeah, I love my work, but I can't pay for the life that I would like. And then, Mm -hmm. I don't know, there's this weird thing that can happen where suddenly something you were so passionate about, you're no longer passionate about because it's not giving you what you want outside of work. Yeah, no, I, I, yeah, I completely agree with that. I think that that the whole, it's interesting around like the whole Gen Z thing and stuff like that. But I think, I think you're right. I think there's a lot of like, we see so much on TikTok and things like that about like, what is it? Um, Quiet, quiet quitting and all of this and like Mm -hmm. culture of companies and things. And I feel like there's a lot of young people that are a lot more ruthless in the way of like, if they don't like somewhere, they'll just go to the next place and, you know, find another company or find another job. Whereas Mm -hmm. I don't think it used to be like that at all. It was like, you just stuck it out. Like I know people that, yeah, just don't enjoy what they do at all. But obviously they work to live, not live to work. Yeah, and I think it's a choice. And I actually don't think one's better than the other. Like my friend said to me a few months ago, actually, which I thought was really interesting. She's got a job that she doesn't mind. Like she doesn't hate it. She doesn't love it. It just is a job. And, you know, it's like, you know, there's room for progression and she's progressed up and she's happy with the money that she gets. And she was like, why is it that whenever I go on TikTok, someone wants to tell me that I should be an entrepreneur? Yeah. Like, why is it everyone's telling me that I should manage my own schedule? What if I just want to get up in the morning, go to work, get paid for said work, do the best I can, and then clock off at six o'clock? Like, what is wrong with that? Yeah. And I was like, such a good point. Yeah, it's so true. I feel like for me personally, I feel like I've been so up and down with it because I've always been quite money focused and I'm quite honest about that like that's what's driven me genuinely like when I was like dropped out of uni I was like right I'm gonna make a success of myself and you know I've not gone to uni and things like that so I need to prove myself I was like not even just to people around me but to myself I was like I mm-hmm. want to make a good go of this and I, and I did I've, I've you know I've, I've done well but a lot of my decisions were based on because I worked in sales for a long time like obviously you know like I wouldn't have been in that industry god no if I uh you know, if it's not, if it wasn't based on money, but it just, it, it does mean that like, I've had jobs that I have really enjoyed, but then I've had ones that I haven't enjoyed. And I get really frustrated because I actually think that I am quite good in the workplace. Like I get, like, I, I enjoy it. Like I do genuinely enjoy working and stuff. Um, so when I've not enjoyed it, it almost like hits me a lot harder. Like it's more, yeah. like it really does genuinely upset me because I'm like, but I've liked stuff before. And then other people will be like, oh, well, you know, I don't like what I do and all of this. And I'm like, but I have had that where I've really enjoyed it. So yeah, I'm- and so because you know, I guess, what it feels like to go to your work and feel passionate about it, I guess it's a harder pill to swallow doing something you don't love, right? Baffled, the fact podcast bringing you some amazing facts that are complete nonsense. More people in the world have mobile phones than toilets. Since most people are right-handed, in World War II, the Germans trained their army to eat with their left hand so they could spot spies in the cafeteria. A woodpecker's tongue actually wraps all the way around its brain, protecting it from damage when it's hammering into a tree. You can find us wherever you got this podcast. Just search for Baffled Amazing Facts. 
it can be really difficult. So I think especially in your, you know, when you talk about career, it's like it changes so much and, you know, you, you change your mind on what you want to do and like things just sometimes fall into place or they fall out of place. You know, you get made redundant or, you know, you're not getting on with your workplace and it's quite toxic and you need to remove yourself. And there's been times where I've like enjoyed a, a, a job I've been in, but it's not been the right circumstance and I've taken myself away from that. Um, and it can be really difficult to do, but yeah, I mean, I even feel like at the moment I'm so up in the air. I'm like, I don't know what I want. Like I miss my my nine to five, like my work environment. Like I actually do, like I really do. So I'm like, but then I'm getting to pursue things that I really genuinely mm-hmm. love. It's such a balancing act, I think as well. And I think it's really interesting. Actually, you've gone one way. So you've gone like, straight in focus on the money like let me do this and that's my driver I did the opposite where I was like okay let me do something I'm passionate about and hope that the money follows yeah and I just think it's really important to know that like transparently it won't always follow yeah like and you need to be okay with that like just because you do something you're passionate about and this is actually probably more focused towards I guess my uh performing kind of sides of life than necessarily presenting because presenting there is that that growth that there isn't you know as a dancer but I just think it's like how how passionate are you and I always say see if you've got a plan b if it's something in the arts do the plan b (laughs) and that is from someone in the arts and the reason I say that is not to like crush anyone's dreams but it's more to say that the arts is tough right and there's a reason like there's two types of people that as a general rule obviously there's always anomalies but as a general rule there's two types of people that excel within the arts one is people that come from such a wealthy background they actually don't need to earn that much money from it in order ryan reynolds here from Mint mobile with the price of just about everything going up during inflation we thought we'd bring our prices down so to help us we brought in a reverse auctioneer which is apparently a thing Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, how to get 30, how to get 20, 20, 20, to get 20, 20, how to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns to sustain the lifestyle that they would like they get to do something they get the privilege of doing something they're passionate about for five ten years yeah. and then going on to work wherever they you know work because yeah. they've already got that safety blanket or the other side where they've grown up so modestly that they actually don't really need anything other than to love what they do and to get by 
And so the, it's everyone in the middle that's in this weird kind of, I guess, zone where you're kind of, you want more than just like a simple life, but you you don't kind of know how to get there because of the kind of career you've chosen. I think it's really important. I just think, I just remember like making decisions and stuff and I don't regret my decisions at all because it's led me to this. But I do know that when I was performing, I learned real quick. I was like, I can't do this for the rest of my life because there's not enough money in it. Yeah. And that was just the apps That was for me, not in, not across the board. Like there wasn't enough money in it for me, you know, like, and so it's really interesting, I think, sometimes because something that you can be so passionate about, trust me, you're not as passionate like when it's your job. Yeah, this is the other thing. Like I have certain, I would say like passions, but if you pursue them as work, they, they, they yeah, they, they soon become a, a chore because you have to like put the time aside to do it. And like, it's not, it's just not as fun anymore. Like there's certain things now, like where I'm like, oh, you know, at the beginning of, you know, when I was like doing sort of social media and content creation and things like that, it's all very exciting and new. And then once you kind of get into it, you're like, it, it does, it transforms and it, and it changes. And there's certain things that aren't as, you know, fun as they used to be. And it does feel like a lot more, you know, again, a caveat that with I'm very grateful for the, for the opportunities and stuff, but it does change things. So it's like, it's a huge decision. Like if you're all sat at work and you're thinking, this is seriously not for me, like I don't like this industry, you know, I, I can't see a way out, I'm not really getting anywhere, but I, I love X or, you know, I love art or I love photography or, you know, it's such a big decision to then be like, I feel like it's something that you would maybe run along the side, start to pursue it like in your free time. If, if you wanted to do it like actually as a career and like kind of segue across into it. Yeah, it only works if you want that passion and you want that career literally more than you want to breathe. Like if you feel it with every single fiber and I know that's exactly how I felt. And so I felt like I was in this horrible place where I was like, I don't have a choice. This is it for me because this is all I know and all I want to do and I know it's... So then, but if you don't feel like that, it's really hard to get through those tough days. It's really, really, really hard. And the tough days are going to come. But if you don't feel it with every fiber of your being, honestly, it's really hard to stick it out. And that is just the truth. Because even when you do feel it with every fiber of your being, it's still bloody tough. Yeah. No, I'm with you there. And like people listening, if you're like, oh, well, this is a bit blunt. It is <laughs> like genuinely. You think I'm being too blunt? I mean, I do. No, have, no, no, no. I am definitely like, I am a bit blunt. I'll I agree with you. And I think this whole passion versus work thing is really hard. But like, I've been in that headspace a lot. But no, I completely agree with you. I think that you're right. And I think that, that I think that it's hard as well. Because again, bringing social media into it, but fuck me. I mean, TikTok, I mean, you know, God, if you watched enough TikTok, you'd be like, oh, I'm just going to leave my job. And, and that's what I mean. You know, do this. And it's like, this is not reality. Like, I'm really sorry, but it's just not a reality. And like, you know, like I said, for the first time in my life, I'm thinking, you know, I was so comfortable in my job and, you know, um, money wise and things like that. And now I'm like, <laughs> you know, like it really, it really does kind of like pull the rug from under you a bit. And it's, it's a lot more stress on your brain and like things like that. Like it's, it's not saying not to pursue your passions. This is not what I'm saying here, but it is not a decision to be taken lightly. Like we've spoken before about like, you know, changing industry or changing your career and whatever. I think that that, great. There's different ways that you can do that. But kind of giving up what you have and pursuing a passion is a very different thing. Yeah, and also I think as well, like 
I think it can come across really black and white. Like you say, like on TikTok, it's this all or nothing approach. And do you know that you could be in something that is an industry or a job that maybe you're not particularly passionate about, but you can be passionate about your day-to-day working environment and yeah. life it doesn't there's like there, there can be a caveat like there doesn't there's like an in-between you know like there doesn't need to be a perfect example one of my friends huge into music loves like loves DJing loves like dance music loves all of that and then went to work and I won't mention where it is but went to work in what is essentially like a music you know, music uh, industry development company, right? Within DJ. Of course, they were so passionate about DJ. They were so passionate about music. But then they realized that their job wasn't actually that. Their job was sitting on a laptop with the spreadsheets, with whatever it is that needed to be done. And it's really interesting because I was like, imagine you were actually doing a job that involved music, but was maybe at a tech company. Like it would, you know, it doesn't have to be this kind of all or nothing, like, approach if you know what I mean like it's what you're doing in your day-to-day that you can actually be passionate about that yeah believe it or not might not actually have to be your passion so to speak yeah no I completely agree with that it's like when I was earning money I was having a good time because like you know I was able to do the things that I really liked and you know yeah okay my my job was hard because it was sales and it was a lot of pressure and things but it was worth it because I was making the money the other side and I was getting to do the amazing things at quite a young age and I felt you know secure and I was like yeah you know this is this is great but you know I, I wasn't sat there thinking oh my god I absolutely love selling service like that was, just wasn't my that's you know. what I mean yeah but I enjoyed speaking to people and I enjoyed the buzz of it and I enjoyed the kind of like the closing of the sale and you know like I was I was so into that then like I was genuinely passionate about that like I really did enjoy it so that's what kind of held me through. I do think as you get older, things change. Like I don't do like new business sales anymore. It's not really my thing. And I don't really want that on my head. I'd rather be doing other things. But I think it changes as you go through life. But I think, it, yeah, you can find things in your everyday that you enjoy doing. And if there isn't anything, then try and find some. Like there's got to be something somewhere where, you know, even if it's enjoying, you know, a certain coffee break or something or like, I don't know, taking your favorite food for lunch or something like that, like improving, you know, your day to day rather than just giving up and being like, you know, I hate this. Yeah, it's true. And I also think as well, there is there is also a way of marrying your passion and the money mm. and the lifestyle that you want to live. And that would be the absolute ideal for everyone. But it is, you know, it doesn't come overnight. It's a balancing act. And like, so a perfect example is I'm so passionate about what I do as a presenter. That is all I ever want to do. I live and breathe it. It's what suits me. I love it. I think it fits well with who I am. But have I done, have I been so, so undyingly passionate about every single presenting job that I've done? Absolutely not. Yeah, true. Yeah. Of course I've not because I've looked at presenting jobs and taken them, not anything that was, that went, you know, against like my model code or anything like that. I wouldn't do anything like that. But I also haven't rocked up every day on set and gone, this is the best day of my life. Yeah. Because, you know, you take jobs for different reasons, right? You take one job to pay your rent. You take a different job because it's going to be great on your CV. You take another job because it's brilliant. Uh, I hate to use the word exposure. Um, and then you take another job because, you know, it's a stepping stone to where you want to be. And you also take another job just to keep your brain ticking over and for the creativity. So there's loads of jobs that you have to take until you get to that point where you're like, 
this is absolutely what I'm passionate about. I love it. I come in and I do it. But even when you love it, you don't love every day because you're human. Yeah. It's just not how it works. Even if you, exactly, even if you had all those things aligned and you went into a job you loved every day, something else like externally Mm -hmm. then affects your, you know, how you're feeling about that day. Like it's not always going to be, you know, incredible all the time, but yeah. It's an interesting, it's such an interesting debate and it's one that I know I've had so many times, especially at this point in our lives. Like, oh yeah. This point in our lives, it's that, it's a real crossroads, I think, that we're all at where we, start evaluating things especially when you come up to the big 3-0 I know so many of my friends have done that where it's like approaching and they're like where like where did I see myself at this age and it's never where you are but also are you on track to being where you are and like you just evaluate life and your decisions way more and I think that you know if you are sitting there and you are absolutely miserable in your job and you think actually the only thing that would make me happy would be pursuing my passion then go for it but just know that unfortunately it won't be a or isn't always it might be but not instantly you know I affects everything situation yeah yeah no I agree with that I think that it is it's such an interesting debate and like, like similar to you I feel like these conversations happen all the time like I've had it a million times with my friends I'm in a very weird position at the moment as to like you know I felt like I had everything sorted and it was like you know <laughs> now I'm like then you married a stranger fucked yeah, it all up but <laughs> I just, <laughs> Uh, no it's all good it's all good it's just it's just a genuine change for me and like you know anyone listening like I really do resonate because I feel like I'm in that headspace at the moment of like you know what what do I do but but I do believe that like I'm I am pursuing the things like similar to you know uh, presenting things like that that I genuinely love doing and like I never I got to it's, it's actually having said that I mean we mentioned about like finding things within your work where you get to do like if you like music like for me, I've always loved that kind of thing. So I always used to do like at, at work, if they had like events or if they were like creating, I don't know, any marketing videos and things, I would be the one that would be in them and getting involved. Like you can obviously find ways to kind of do the things you enjoy within your workspace already and stuff and within your career. But um, yeah, like I really love doing all that stuff. And it actually kind of gave me that bit of passion and outlet at work to do yeah, that. Yeah, and be excited about something, you know, like yeah, it's, yeah. it is really interesting, like the kind of, I guess the the crossroads that you can come to. But I also think as well, there's like certain things that I would say do's or don'ts and it might be like a nice way, way to, to finish off. Like no. is there anything that you think like when you're kind of coming to that, I guess, sticky situation? Because you can feel a bit stuck, can't you? Yeah. Basically, a, a decision paralyzes you into doing absolutely nothing. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, that can That can definitely happen in a situation like this where you go, you can make it so black and white, right? You can go, oh, if I pursue my passion, I'm going to be broken. And if I go to my work, I hate it, but I'm going to earn more money. And it's just, there's just like a huge gradient in the middle of that, like between one as- one kind of place to another. And I think that kind of when you're trying to make these decisions, the best thing I could, from my experience, uh, my little experience, the best thing you could ever do is actually look at the reality of the financial situation of what it is that you're that you're gonna pursue like it's so easy to go yeah mom Beyonce's backing dancers are earning 5k you know a week uh yeah I'm sure they are but they are 0.00001 percent there's nothing to say that you cannot pursue your dreams and become Beyonce's backup dancers but if the advice that I would give is like why don't you look at 
where where are the people that are coming fifth, sixth, seventh? Where are they landing? Because if the if the if the drop is really really significant, then you want to kind of maybe reassess that and think of another way. You know, like that's what I would say. Like, how big is the drop from that that top line that that always kind of are the shiny ones that everyone wants to be? Where's the drop from that to what is the average? And if there is a huge gradient in the middle, fantastic. Yeah. If there's not, then I would then. I would then maybe reconsider and think, does that support what I want to do? Or, hey, you might say to yourself, I don't give a shit. As long as I'm taking photos, if I earn 22 grand a year, I'm happy with that. You know what I mean? Yeah. And just look and see what do I need to do to earn the 22 grand? Like, it's just trying to marry the two up. Yeah, that's so true. And um, you, I think you, you mentioned this before, but also our producer pulled some of the stats as well, just to kind of like finish it off. But, um, don't be too hard on yourself. Like 17% of people like their job. That's wild, isn't it? Like That is wild. 17% like their job. Yeah. And 8% say their job pays very well. So I mean... 8%? Yeah. Eight, as in 8, not 80, 8. 8% job pays what? well. 39% job pays fairly well and 29 neither well nor badly. I mean, it's this is the thing as well, like... Obviously, when it's your own situation, you internalize it a lot. But if you speak to other people, you'll soon see that I think a lot of people are in very similar situations. Yeah. And as a country, I mean, don't even get me started on that. But <laughs> I was going to say, I think across the board as a general rule, we're underpaid, aren't we? I think yeah. we've established Let's that. Let's even talk about the fact that we're women as well. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. How long you got, baby? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's a whole other episode. But, um, yeah, on that. I think it's a really interesting discussion. I don't think it's over. I think that like it's something that you talk about in your own head all the time, with your friends all the time, with your family. Yeah, and I think it goes on throughout your life. Whenever you kind of come to those crossroads, I know my mum like went back to uni at 40 and she was like, what? yeah, she was like, I'm going to go back to uni. She'd always wanted to be a nurse. She'd kind of like, she'd worked uh, kind of like as a PA for years and then when she had us you know she became a housewife for a bit and she'd kind of like raised us and kind of was always a support to my dad who was always an entrepreneur and then she kind of got to a point in her 40s she was like do you know what I'm gonna do something that I really love and that I want to do and um so yeah at 40 she went back and did it so you absolutely can do it there's nothing to say that you can't do it but like just knowing I guess the road ahead is sometimes quite nice to know if it's if it's really worth it to you you know yeah Definitely. We're so wholesome today. That was very um, mature of us. <laughs> it was. It was. Maybe it's because we've not had vodka today, so. Maybe. Yeah, maybe our like heads are a bit more screwed on today. Who are we? Holy moly. <laughs> oh, but yeah, I mean, hopefully that helped anyone that's like unsure, but just reach out to your friends and, and family and stuff because everybody goes through it. It's really common to kind of hit those those walls um especially at our ages like where you're like do i pursue my passion do i carry on my career what do i do yeah and hopefully marrying the two will hopefully help yeah As someone that is in the 17 percent that loves her job then you know sometimes it's worth it when you get there but oh. let me tell you it was not easy <laughs> it's been a long long road <laughs> i'm proud of you oh <laughs> thanks babe well, thank you so much for listening to our expert, not so expert advice. No, we're just going, we're muddling through this with you. And to be honest, when we get to have these chats, I know we joke a lot and have a little drink here and there. 
Um, but it is really nice to kind of like get really stuck in it and, and hopefully help if we can. Yeah, definitely. Um, and as always, we have our main episode on Tuesdays, but extra Liffy on Fridays. And that is where it's all about you guys. So if you send in your dilemma stories, uh, we'll read them out. We'll help you out, hopefully. So please send them in uh, to contact at looselipspodcast.com or on the Instagram at the Loose Lips Podcast. We're also available on our personal Instagrams at Robin Richford and at Sophie HL Brown. We love you guys. Bye. Bye. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more and is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with and Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that and Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details.